This is the Artist Coaching Podcast. Okay, what's up, Suyano? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. You yeah, too? I'm good too, man. You had a good holiday? Yeah, amazing. I've been uh, snowboarding for uh, one week in Austria. Mm-hmm. It was three years ago, so it was, yeah, really great to uh, to be back in the mountains and uh, having some fun, doing some drinks, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. I can imagine. Is it something you do often, like besides doing the winter sport? Like maybe you go on a on a like a sunny holiday every every now and then, or? Well, uh, well, most of the time in July and August, it's like really busy with uh, playing uh, playing gigs. So uh, if it's possible, I try to uh, to combine those two. Like last year, I had a couple of shows in Asia, and between my uh, China tour and. Uh, uh, my Philippines and uh, Indo- Indonesian shows. I stayed over in Bali for one week. Mm-hmm. Between the, uh, the shows in, in Indonesia and China was one week. So I could okay. fly back home for like a couple of days or yeah. Yeah, that will tear you down actually. <laughs> yeah. So I went uh, down to Bali because it's like, yeah, one of the most beautiful places on earth, I think. And uh, yeah. So yeah, then I. Yeah, that's how I try to combine like a small vacation with uh, with touring. Yeah, so it's more of a best of both worlds for you. Like if you're if you're on a work holiday, you try to spend. If you have the time, of course, you try to spend a personal holiday there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, okay, that's yeah. I actually did the same thing. I tried to do the same thing, but it not always worked out because of the schedules, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, at least you could try. You know, that's the one thing. One thing you could do. Yeah. Um, to everyone who's listening or watching this this content right now, um, because I know you, I was by the way, I was thinking, how do we know each other? Probably because of Robert, right? Because of Hartwell. Yeah, I think do Robert. Uh, I think because we went out a lot of times in Breda, and you were playing there, or we met each other there, or. Uh, I also went a few times with Robert to Tilburg to the to the cafe. Is it fi- uh... Philip? Philip, yes. Yeah, yeah, we went there as well. Yeah. Uh, and his name Nick, Nick. Yeah, yeah, my tour manager. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, crazy times. That had that must have been about five years ago, maybe four years ago. Yeah, yeah, could be possible. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, um, a short introduction to everyone who doesn't really know you as a person. So, not really the DJ, but as a person. Who who are you? Uh, what do you like? What do you do? Yeah. Well, as a person. Um, yeah, I really like to hang out with uh, with friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm home, I always try to catch up with friends. Like, we try to do, like, mostly on a Monday. Like, every Monday, we have a sort of, like, game night. It's the DJ weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes we, we're playing, uh, like, Risk. Yeah. Game. Um, or Coloniste uh, van Catan. Yeah. Playing poker or yeah, sometimes we playing on the on the Xbox, FIFA. So like, what's, what's yeah. your favorite game, FIFA or? No, um, Call well, of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of yeah, Duty. Yeah, man. Fuck. I play oh. FIFA as well, but like the new Call of Duty is like. That's wow. wow. It's been a long time that Call of Duty had such a great game. Yeah, like the last two uh, or, or the last one, I, I even didn't uh, buy it because it was like too futuristic exactly with, yeah like the last yeah. one was modern warfare, modern warfare 2 which was perfect but yeah, yeah, yeah never yeah, mind yeah. um <laughs> so <laughs> xbox uh, and board games actually that's one thing you do and as a as a dj what kind of releases have you done what kind of tours have you done uh which people could know actually 
Yeah. Uh, well, I first start like the first big uh, achievement I had, like what was really like a big kickoff of my career was uh, winning the dance tour uh, competition. Mm -hmm. And dance tour is like a local event, right? Oh yeah, local. It's it's a Dutch event, but yeah, it's uh, a Dutch event in like I think around ten cities. Mm -hmm. And one of the cities was Breda, where, where I'm from. And actually, that's, I think, uh, the biggest with Dordrecht. So it's like 20,000 or 25,000 people. Mm -hmm. And you had to um, send in a mix uh, to dance through. They got like 100 demos. And of all those demos, they selected a few guys uh, to uh, do a live uh, DJ battle. Um, yeah, and then they checking, yeah. Which who's the best DJ who can play mm -hmm. like the lineup, and I won that competition, and that gave me the opportunity to play in the lineup with uh, Hartwell, Chucky, Layback Luke, mm -hmm. and some other guys. So for so me, how, how was that? Because you 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 got from nowhere to twenty five thousand people, you know. So that's a big gap there. Yeah. How how did you experience that day? Yeah, well, um, like the year, two years before that or three years before that, or already was making and uh, mixing music. Uh, but I started in Brooklyn and Breda. Mm -hmm. was in like Brooklyn and Breda sounds nice for international people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like a, a sort of a bar restaurant, and like at ten o'clock, all the uh, tables went to the back, and then you had like a dance uh, floor. Mm -hmm. So I learned there how to properly. Um, yeah, get a night going on, like from uh, beginning with Soulful House, a little bit going to Techie Deep House, and then later in the night, like Progressive and some other stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's where I started. So I had already some experience, but like in a really small club, let's say max 500 people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when I won the dance competition, I was like so nervous <laughs> because, you know, my own my own town, and then, like, the whole town is seeing you, okay, show me what you got. So, yeah. And you had to play an hour or? Uh, 30 minutes. So, okay. but, but then it was, like, long enough because such a big show, the first show, and then playing 30 minutes was, yeah. like, it was enough. Did you prepare or did you just go all in and see what happened? No, I, back in the days, I, I played with uh, just with c CDs. It was just like the switch over from... CD to USB, mm -hmm. but in Brooklyn they still had CD, so I, yeah, didn't dare to try to use the USBs for the first time for twenty-five thousand yeah. people. So I stick to the CDs, um, and I practice at home for like a month, like which <laughs> for those thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, for those thirty minutes because you know, um, yeah, so I prepared like. A long time, so it was not, of course, not pre-recorded or anything else. But you know, the first time that you're playing for such a big crowd, you you want to show everybody, yeah, what you can do. The best uh, thing, yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, crazy, and that's also actually the first time uh, when I when I met Robert, when I met Hartwell, mm -hmm. because you know he was playing there as well, and I I just, yeah walked uh, through him i said hey uh my name is Shuruciano. i just played here won the competition and uh yeah can i maybe have your dropbox or something so we can uh you know so i can send you some some music he's uh he said of course we made a dropbox and uh, he immediately followed me on twitter so that was pretty cool for me yeah. back in the days. 
And since then, we had yeah, we had contact in the beginning, not not a lot, of course. Yeah. Because I'm like a person. Uh, I want to make something really good before I sending it out to him. And back then, I thought I was not like a really good producer then. So uh, in the beginning, I didn't spoke him a lot. But later on, sometimes we went to the city or uh, hang out, uh, going mm -hmm. to a restaurant, eat something. And then I think. Um, Three years ago or something, yeah, I think three years ago, I closed down uh, Habio Intro uh, in Breda. It's a big festival for students in uh, the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. uh, of the school year. And I closed, uh, I closed that party and uh, Robert texted me like one day before, hey, uh, do you like it if I, if I join you on stage for the last 50 minutes to play together back to back? So I told him, yeah, of course, you know, uh, would love That's to crazy, do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and yeah, then we had so much fun. And uh, then uh, back then I also had some tracks finished. So I asked him, hey, can I maybe please come to your studio to show my music to you? And then a few months later, after ADE, I uh, came back to his home because we live like five minutes from each other. It's a small town. <laughs> yeah, a small town. And then I showed him like my uh, later on, my first releases on Revealed, uh, Shockwave and Bottles Up. Mm -hmm. And he immediately signed it uh, two tracks. Great. And, and since then we hang out so much, mm -hmm. and we're now like really close friends. Uh, he comes here uh, a lot to my home, or I come to him. So yeah. Cool. So how did did, did that really uh, boosted your career? The, the first releases on Revealed, or was was there another thing that really helped you grow your career? Yeah. Well, after dance tour, I uh, and. Um, Came, I'm noticed up by uh, Nopus Dope. Mm -hmm. Was back then was like yeah. pretty big uh, event. So um, my first release I think was on Nopus Dope Records, and uh, they signed me and I did a mix compilation. And free record shop back then. So it was really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and that gave me the opportunity to play like all the Nopus Dope shows in, in Holland and in uh, Europe. So Which I played a lot like, of gigs, of course. Yeah, a lot of gigs and like also a lot of cool venues where I otherwise never uh, could play, like Maasilo Rotterdam, Patronaat Haarlem. Mm -hmm. And uh, outside of Holland, I played Italy, Greece, Turkey, uh, Greece, a lot more countries, all because of Nopus Dope. So, yeah, that g gave me the opportunity to do a lot of shows, become a better DJ. Uh, Gain yeah. some experience in, in different countries, different audiences. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and then I, I really um, uh, put a lot of time into making music, like being in the studio. Uh, and then I think my first... Uh, uh, I think it's three, four years ago, now four years ago, I think... I send it a few tracks to Spinning Records, mm -hmm. to uh, Joran. Did, did you already know Joran, or did you knew him f through Robert, or? No, I I didn't knew him. I um, uh, I got his email from, ooh, I got his email from somebody because I, it was his personal email. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, through a friend of mine, I even don't know from another who. DJ. Yeah, in another DJ, I got uh, the email from Joran, and I sent it. Uh, I still know it. I sent it a, a remix from DJ Zone, the launch. Uh -huh. 
because I knew DJ Jean from Nopus Dope and he was like on the radio and everything he was supporting the yeah, Suyano, this new guy is becoming really big. So uh, he was really uh, pushing me already. And he um, called me like, hey, do you want to make an official remix for the launch? So I made a remix and uh, I asked uh, Jean, can I send it to Spinning? Yeah, of course. So I sent it to Spinning and uh, that's where it a little bit started. Uh, Jorn replied me uh, like, whoa, this is a really cool tune. Um, do you maybe want to, yeah, to come here on the office of Spinning Records? Do we have more stuff? So I went to Spinning Records office a few weeks later and they want to sign me like uh, management, publishing, everything. So I was a little bit blown away because I only thought it was like just a chat, you know. Yeah. Did you sign actually? Did you end up signing with Spinning? Yeah, I signed it uh, because like, yeah, I, I I had nothing and like Spinning was so huge. And yeah, I thought it was like a super good opportunity to to show my music to like the world. Yeah, because to reach like, a bigger audience. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the remix they didn't sign, they liked it, but it was like, they want something different, but they saw that I, yeah, could produce. So, uh, my first release there was, uh, Busted with Billy the Kid, mm -hmm. with on Spinning Records. And that was my first, um, song that was really played by international DJs like, uh, Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, uh, Martin Garrix, those kind of uh, guys. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first uh step for me in into the into my music career because before that i only played like as a dj and yeah. i released some songs and hardwell played it as demo of the week but it was not like a release on a big label or anything and did you notice the other djs reaching out to you because of that release or or f gaining fans because of that release yeah gaining fans a lot like because of the YouTube channel of uh, Spinning. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you gain a lot of fans, uh, SoundCloud as well. Um, also, it gave me the opportunity to do a guest mix on Slam FM. Mm -hmm. So it's like good for, uh, yeah, your national uh, audience. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, a lot of producers sending you IDs or, hey, can you please call up with me? In the, in the first time, not even like big DJs, mostly just producers like me who are making music mm -hmm. but later on when i um released tracks on uh, afrojacks uh, his label wall recordings then i got like noticed by bigger producers who yeah want to make stuff or yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and looking play. back to that to that moment like do you think it was luck or do you think it was something you got because you worked for it and you've created the chances and the opportunities yourself uh, well, I think first of all, it starts with hard working because like producing music, it's really hard because, because through the internet, all producers in all the world, in the whole world can send music to all labels. So every label gets like hundreds or thousand demos a day or a week. Yeah. You really so have to stand out. Yeah. You really have to stand out. So I, I don't, of course, I think it's a little bit of both worlds. Like, of course, you need to have a little bit of luck, but in the end, it's because of you working hard and you putting so much effort into it. Yeah, true. Uh, and it's also about timing because I could send like a year earlier a track to spinning, but then they they not even replied. I know for sure because yeah, then it will be completely like, different because you had no discography, you haven't you haven't released anything, you didn't have gigs, so no. you didn't have any value to offer for them actually 
No, and like my producing skills were not like as good as they were a year later. Yeah. And like every year you're learning so much and every year your track's uh, getting better and better. So, so you actually first gained, like a career, you first gained value and then you start approaching those bigger players into, in the industry uh, to yeah. see if they could help you out releasing a track or getting a gig or whatever. Yeah. And that's sometimes my problem because I'm so, um, uh, how do you say it in English? Um, I'm so uh, perf perfectionism mm -hmm. uh, guy. Uh, I always think, hmm, this is not an, this is not good enough to send out. And then everybody says, just send it out. It's it's good. And I say, um, I don't know, I don't know. And that's um, pretty much the same thing. It was like a few months ago, I did a, a remix for uh, for Revealed for uh, Alicia Madison Insanity, mm -hmm. and Revealed asked me to do a remix. I said, okay, of course, I'm going to do the remix. Uh, and I made it, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if I, I'm going to send it to reveal because I was not, like, really blown away. Yeah, um, I was so... How much so time did you spend on it? How much time did you work on it? Uh, I think three days or something. Okay, is that too much? Like, do you normally do, do less? No, nor <laughs> normally I'm working weeks on a track. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm not, I'm a slow producer. I'm really a slow producer, but that's I think because I'm always changing stuff and think mm -hmm. that it's not good enough. But then after three days, um, uh, my manager said, "Oh, it's so cool! Just send it over to review." I was like, mm, "I don't know. Just send it over." So I sent it over to Evo and uh, uh, Sebastian from Review. And uh, they said, whoa, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's good. We're going to release it. Okay, sure. And then in the end, uh, now it's almost hitting 8 million plays on Spotify. And I think it's like, um, besides Hardwell, one of the biggest remixes on Revealed. Wow. And it's in all big Spotify playlists in, uh, in America, in the Mint playlist, 4 million listeners. Yeah, that's big. Uh, so... And it's even uh, one of the most uh, uh, played dance tracks on the uh, radios in America on Sirius XM. It uh, was number one. So, and it was a remix. I thought like... So you almost cancelled it, actually. Yeah, I thought, hmm, I don't know if it's cool enough. Yeah. Fun, a funny so, thing, that is, because you hear that with a lot of artists, that artists, the, the tracks they didn't like the most themselves became the biggest tracks. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, yeah, it's really strange. Uh, but I really think that the qu quality is really um, is subjective. You know, like it's not up to you to define what quality is. Uh, because if you release a track, the audience will will tell you if it's quality or if it's good enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you, the only thing you can do as a producer is just make music you like, yeah. throw it out there, and see what happens. You know, because you can never really tell what's going to happen with a track. The track yeah. that you expect the most of will probably flop. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's strange i had a couple of tracks i was like oh yeah this is going to be really yeah you know, <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah and and that's maybe also a little bit about timing and mm -hmm. yeah having a little bit luck and uh i had of course i've luck with reveal that i have like uh, a big audience as well and a lot of good contacts because like Almost all my songs i did on revealed are in the playlist of uh, uh aston kramer who does a lot of uh, dance Spotify playlist mm -hmm. and yeah I'm really thankful to him that he's putting out my music into those playlists because because of those playlists my music is 
yeah, is getting like worldwide played on Spotify. Yeah, a lot of so, attention, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really happy um, yeah. Uh, that yeah, Aston Kramer uh, wants to put my songs into uh, the playlist. I can imagine. Yeah. And uh, another thing that, that really stood out to me, like before this call, obviously I visited your social media pages to see what was going on because I, I didn't talk to you in a long time as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of engagement, especially on your Facebook page. And uh, that's pretty special because Facebook has been, uh, yeah, has been pretty going down in the last few weeks slash months yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the new algorithm. How do yeah. you maintain such uh, such engagement on your pages? How do you how do you engage with your fans and how do you create that engagement? Yeah, well, uh, what I uh, I think the last half year or something mm -hmm. i'm trying to do like a demo session live demo session each two weeks mm -hmm. uh last time i didn't do it because i was like i had the flu such like like oh Holland has the, had the flu then life happens yeah 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 so um but normally uh each two weeks i'm trying to do live demo session and uh, to help out producers uh, I got a, de uh, a demo mail, demo.suyano.com, where all producers can send their demos. Mm -hmm. And each two weeks, I'm just clicking random demos. I give everybody feedback. And in the beginning, it started like really small. But now, like every session, or even people commenting on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, hey, when is the next demo session? It's becoming so, a thing. Yeah. So because of that, I'm gaining like. A lot of uh, new fans, a lot of uh, real fans who were liking like all my posts. Mm -hmm. Because last time I saw, I, have, I think over uh, a thousand comments or something on a, on the live stream. Yeah. So the, and I maybe started with like I don't know fifty or something. <laughs> so those people are like really boosting up the the likes, and uh, I'm also like I think since half a year or something. Uh, pushing all um, photos uh, with a little budget because otherwise the thing you're telling like if you don't put like a few uh, bucks on a post then there is going to happen nothing yeah you won't reach anyone no you won't reach any anyone because of like i don't know what facebook is doing but it's like yeah they're yeah, changing it's, so much that it's actually that they changed the algorithm into um the content has to be so valuable that they want people to react on your content. They want yeah. to have comments. And yeah. the thing you've been, you've been telling with the, the live um, demo sessions, you, you've been getting a lot of comments. So if yeah. people start commenting on your post, the, the, like yeah. the, the, the natural way of spreading your content around Facebook starts working because yeah. it's interesting content for people. Uh, yeah. Facebook measures, the, measures that because of the content, because of the comments actually. So yeah. if you put out a photo... Um, which only gets likes but not really comments. Facebook doesn't really care and they don't really spread it around. So yeah, but yeah, that's a, it, it. Could be a smart tactic. How much do, do you spend? A lot a month on the on that or? Mm, it it depends. Like I think a month. How much photos do I post a month? I think I we I try to to post like two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. So let's say ten photos a month. Then let's say uh, 10 euros a post, or let's say 100 euros or something. It's not that much. No, but I think, you know, still I'm like in, in a lift, you know, I'm still not there. So I, I, I think it's important also to promoters and to everybody that, that you show the world that you are alive, that you are yeah. doing something. And that you and have engagement. 
Yeah, and if you don't uh, boost your post, then there is going to happen nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, there are a lot of people, yeah, you always have those people like, oh, he's buying likes or blah, blah, blah. But it's just like every company just in, invest, you know, like a few dollars on a post and it's only to reach out more people. Yeah, it's I creating it's pretty- awareness actually. It's just yeah. it's just doing uh, advertisement actually. That's the yeah. same thing. So, yeah, that, that's how I do it. And of course, uh, yeah, um, being, uh, how do you say it? Uh, yeah, you, you need to have like a, a constant flow of posting. Like I always try to post two f- pictures uh, a week or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see some some guys posting like one picture in two weeks. Yeah, then you you can never expect that you have, uh, your likes going up or comments going up or whatever. Yeah. So I'm posting, uh, yeah, every week, two, three times. And then you see that your fans uh, keep liking, keep commenting. And on Instagram, I always try to uh, react uh, to people, thank you, or answer their questions yeah. with a demo session. So to really involving the fans into what I'm doing and not only like uh, getting uh, everything from people, but not giving them yeah, exactly. back something. So. And do you have, do you maintain a schedule? Like, do you already plan ahead because of like, you, you told me three pictures a week. Do you already know what you're going to post in the next two weeks or... No, I um, sometimes I'm bring a photographer with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, to uh, Amsterdam dance event, I had a photographer with me. Uh, yeah, with I noticed the, a lot of high quality pictures on your social media. Yeah, and with uh, in December I did a show with uh, Tiesto in my hometown. I also brought a photographer with me, and in India, uh, Rutko was there. Rich uh, from uh, Rich. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, that that's how I get all those quality pictures. And then it's just uh, a little bit, I check out what I post like, uh, yeah, sometimes I post pictures like being on stage, sometimes posting pictures in the studio or just like walking random uh, somewhere. Like smooth Uh, smooth pictures in the sun. Yeah, the smooth pictures. Um, So I, I try to, yeah, not posting always the same but a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So it keeps like interesting to, uh, to look, uh, and yeah, posting uh, good, good quality, uh, pictures. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's sometimes an investment to bring a photographer uh, with you, but in this way you can like, uh, posting content because if you, yeah, if you don't have pictures, then you can like maybe post once in two weeks or three, four weeks. And then, yeah, I think it's just con- content is key, and if you don't have that much content, you don't have that much to post or that much to tell to people. No, so so that's really important, and I'm, and I'm always like when I'm doing shows in Asia, I'm always or a cool artist who does my shows in Asia, mm-hmm. always like pushing to the photographers, hey, can you please send the pictures because yeah, we need pictures to post. Yeah, it's sometimes it's a little bit strange. I'm doing a show in, let's say in in China in Beijing. And I'm telling, hey, I'm on my way to Beijing at a great show, and you cannot post a picture. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit strange. Sometimes I, I, I have I have that because if the photographers, yeah, don't send the pictures or, but, but most of the time, yeah, most of the time we got the pictures, and then yeah, you can show the people where you play, what shows you did. Um, so yes, cool. 
And mm. looking back on those years of your career right now, like you, you've yeah, you've actually started at the bottom and gained a lot of uh, experience, and you you've climbed to a higher level in the last few years. Yeah. Looking back back to those years, what what has been the key to your success? Um, I think the key to success, first of all, is never giving up because. Um, before I released uh, All Revealed, I uh, met uh, Matthijs from uh, Sorted Management, who also did a lot for, for Hartwell in his career. I met him like, I, I don't know, five years ago in, um, in the Café Janssen. With, uh, with <laughs> and then I had like one or two demos of the week in uh, Hartwell on Air. And he, he told me like, hey, do you uh, have music to send uh, for Revealed? Maybe it's, maybe it's something, you know. So I sent it to him and he's like, it's not bad, but yeah, it's too basic. It's nothing for revealed. So I had that a couple of times and yeah, you, you can do two things like uh, quitting making music or think shit, uh, I'm not good enough. I thought that a lot of times, by the way. <laughs> I just uh, kept working in the studio and yeah, then the moment came that I... Um, yeah, first noticed by uh, Afrojack while recordings and later on uh, with Hardwell. But I think uh, when it really went like up was uh, when I assigned a lot of tracks uh, to Revealed. Yeah, because they have a big audience as well, of course. Yeah, and I really like the team. Like Everybody's super yeah. humble, uh, really kind. I have a really good uh, connection uh, Yeah, with Robert. You know, we are really good friends now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and he, he helps me out a lot, so... Yeah, I think. And how important is that team you're talking about? Because of course you have revealed, but you also have a booker and uh, maybe you have a manager as well. Um, how important are those people, or have they been in your career? Would you be at the same level without them, or? Uh, no, of course not. But um, like, uh, how can I say that? Like back in the days, I had like bookings agencies, but it's of course it's like hard to to gaining shows. Uh, like every year is getting harder and difficult, more difficult to arranging shows because you have so many artists. So mm -hmm. you really need to keep producing music, doing other stuff. Um, Better content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm working now with a, a, a model brand as well, Garcia. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're working out now some cool, uh, yeah, some cool stuff. Um, yeah, to, to not only show that I'm making music, but I'm also doing like different stuff with like a clothing brand. Uh, a different collaborations, actually. Yeah, different collaborations, not only music. Yeah. So, but I, of course, um, yeah, a booker is really important. Um, I think like the last year, Cool Waters did an amazing job. Uh, they're doing my Asia shows. Mm -hmm. uh, so in two weeks, I'm going to Bangkok, ta uh, Taipei. It's all because of uh, Cool Waters is pushing uh, my profile to all bookers. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's really important because yeah, I don't have those connections. So you really need to have a solid uh, booker who has the the the, con uh, the contacts. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, Cool Waters helped me a lot in the last um, two years, and before that, I did uh, a lot with Modern Sky as well. It's a company in China. The booker. And, uh, well, it's actually. Um, 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 a music label in in China. They do an an event uh, group, mm -hmm. 
they do mostly pop and rock music, but last four years or something, they're also investing in uh, dance music. They have one of uh, the biggest festivals in, in China called Strawberry Festival. Yeah. You like festivals all uh, over China. And Paul, uh, he's a Dutch guy. He's working for Modern Sky. And last four or five years, he, um, yeah, he booked me on a lot of shows in uh, Strawberry. So, yeah, he helped me out a lot in my career as well, like in Asia. Yeah, so you really need people around you to, yeah, to get you to that next step. Yeah, yeah. And the beginning was also important with the Nopus Dope. They helped me yeah, the a lot organization. starting up my career. So, uh, yeah, yeah I think Nopus Dope was pretty important. Uh, Paul from uh, China, from... Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, and Cool Waters, of course. And did you reach out yourself to those people or did they came to you? Um, Paul uh, from Modern Sky, they reached out to me because the first China uh, tour I did, I took a camera guy with me, mm -hmm. and we made a really cool uh, tour movie. After movie, and, <laughs> yeah, an after movie, yeah. And uh, through uh, somebody, uh, he got to to uh, yeah, he, he seen that video, and he was like, "Hey, who is this guy?" He's uh, doing some pretty cool things there in China. Cool. So they just reached me out, and we had a meeting. And I did like, first I did one show for them, it was fun. Later on I did two shows for them, then it went to tour, and oh, yeah. Signed. Yeah, yeah. Cool. so um, I, I think what I'm seeing is like, it's really important for artists, like if you have a show somewhere, always be humble, uh, don't be like too hard, don't be a dick. <laughs> and sometimes you have people, they can like complain about everything. Yeah. But what I'm seeing is like almost all shows I did, uh, all bookers uh, booking me back because I'm hearing from like Cool Waters or uh, my agencies in the past that they say, hey, he's a really nice guy. He played very well. Um, for instance, last year in Bali, I did a show there. And when I landed back in Amsterdam, we already had a new date, a new offer for a new oh, show. Wow. There. That's nice. Yeah. So I think it's important. Of course, your performance needs to be good. But most important is you need to be a humble guy so that people are willing to help you and not be like, hey, I'm the DJ and can you please yeah. do this, this, and this. <laughs> Which actually happens, you know. I always thought, like, yeah. why would you do that? But people really do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And then later on they're asking themselves, hey, why, uh, where, why I don't have shows? Yeah. So you obviously have a nice studio looking at those panels on the back of you? Yeah. I'm really happy with the studio. It's like my first professional studio back, uh, uh, I think two years ago, I still had my studio at my parents' place in a room with windows, um, a lot of stuff like horrible uh, acoustics. Mm -hmm. And then we actually made the studio by ourselves. And uh, yeah, when it was finished since then, I'm like so much more uh, productive. I'm making more tracks and this was actually the start of like when I'm signing a lot of tracks to Revealed okay. because I really feel, you know, comfort zone, the yeah. sound is good, my mixing skills went so much better, the tracks sound so much better. So it really boosted your product productivity. Yeah, it's like one of the best uh, investments that I did in my life uh, besides the speakers I got, the Genelec. Mm -hmm. We are at uh, uh, KHK. Mm -hmm. It was, and then I went to a buck shop in Goes, mm -hmm. actually for stands for my monitors. And you and came back I, with different speakers. Yeah, I heard those speakers and I uh, did back and forth with the KHK and the Genelex and was like, 
okay, I need to buy those Genelex. <laughs> I need to buy those. So yeah, those two things uh, really improve my um, my uh, production skills. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I just want to thank you for today for the nice conversation and for all the information you uh, you gave us to me, of course, and to all uh, people who are listening right now. Uh, good luck in the future. Good luck with uh, with all the Asia tours and of course the rest of the world. Um, is there anything you want to tell to like starting producers or yeah, people who are struggling right now? Yeah, ju- you know, just make music and um, don't push yourself too hard to become like the new Hardwell in one year because pr- uh, producing music takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I started making really shitty music and thought that I never could release a song on Revealed. And now I released like 10 songs on Revealed. Mm-hmm. So just make music, don't push yourself too hard. And of course, uh, you need to be spend a lot of time in the studio uh, and check out YouTube a lot. I learned everything for myself, everything. Of course, later on, I got some tips from Hardwell, but it's like, uh for the last couple of years but like all most mostly all the things i learned through youtube cool so yeah and try to be original i know it's hard i had the same thing but now last two years people really know me from the progressive tracks with my like certain little bit own uh, yeah. sound to it so it, it takes years to uh getting your own sound and to be like good producer so just take your time be unique <laughs> yeah be cool. unique and take your time. <laughs> cool. Uh, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch and I'll, I'll see you or talk to you somewhere in the next few weeks or months. Okay? Yes. Thank you for the invite. No problem, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming over. Okay. <laughs> Bye.